Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator from Entertainment Weekly, Kyle Anderson. So the show is uh, Married on FX. Yes. It uh, premiered last week. Uh, it's you and Judy Greer. Yes. Play a married couple. A couple yes. of kids. T- explain a little bit what the sort of uh, energy of the uh, relationship between the two of you is on that show. Yeah. It's basically essentially a show about marriage, much like its title uh, ex- uh, explains. Um, but it is... It's the sort of raw, I would say, the honest depiction of what married life is like. I mean, being married myself, I know what that is, and I know that it's, it can be wonderful, and it can be uh, very difficult, and um, it's the show, I feel like, encompasses the highs and lows of marriage in a wonderfully kind of darker, more realistic tone than maybe what you see normally, like especially maybe on network TV, which is a little glossier and a little more like, oh, he parked the car in the driveway again or on the grass again. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more of a true depiction, I think, of, of marriage, the sort of warts and all. And, uh, and so our relationship is very much like that, where we give each other crap and, um, you know, have moments where we enjoy each other. But it it's, feels very honest to me, which is what drew me to it in the first place. The relationship between the two of you on the show feels uh, very, very legit, very lived in. Yeah. Uh, very, very natural, very real. Um, had you worked with Judy before this? Did you guys do a lot of prep for this? Did you move in together? What was the, what was the prep for this, yeah. this relationship like? We camped together and trust falled uh, for about seven straight days. Right, no. yeah. That's no, what marriage is. We, that's what marriage is, yeah. <laughs> just trust falls. <laughs> um, no, we met uh, on the set of The Descendants, um, which was a movie that my writing partner, Jim and Rash, and I co-wrote. Uh, with uh, Alexander Payne, the director. And um, we met on set because we went to visit. We had to go visit Kauai, where they were shooting, which was terrible. Downer. Uh, bummer. Um, and so we met there because she, Judy had just started and uh, had a couple days before she began. And so we hung a little bit there. But then we really hung a lot more after the movie was done and during that whole sort of campaign season, the awards sort of push where they... There's a lot of Q&As and a lot of panels and a lot of parties and things that you go to to sort of promote the movie. And so we spent a lot of time together through that. Um, But we had never acted together on screen at the same time. So it was really fun and very easy to kind of settle into this relationship. I think just because we're, we're both, I think, kind of down to earth and, you know, no frills people as far as like... There's not a, we don't carry with us a, like a team or anything like that. It's very just like, hey, what's going on? What's you know? And so I think we got along really well, you know, before and then even more so while we were shooting. It was just it felt very effortless, and that, a lot of that is attributed to Judy, just both as a person, but even more so as an actress who's just very like giving and very relaxed and very. It just didn't feel like work, you know. You just felt like you kind of slid into this relationship, and you know. I don't know. It was very natural and, yeah. dare I say, organic. Ooh. Yeah. So a lot of kale involved in that yeah, relationship. Yeah, there was heavy wheatgrass. <laughs> uh, we have a clip uh, from the first episode uh, that I think really uh, sort of elucidates yeah. uh, your uh, relationship. 
this is uh, uh, this is the, the one out back. You want you want to set this up? The, give it give it a little context. Yes. Is this the? I don't remember. Was the Dracula one or the one out back? Uh, oh no, this is right. This is where you're Dracula dressed one, as a yeah yeah. Yeah, this is sort of where I'm trying to get um, Judy to have sex with me, and she mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, has sort of spurned me away, and I've gotten advice from my friend um, Bernie, who's played by John Hodgman, and he tells me basically to uh, be interested in what she's interested in, and she's interested in vampires. So this is uh, another tactic that I use to sort of get her in bed. All right, let's take a look. Good evening. I want to suck your junk. Uh, <laughs> What's this? This is your fantasy. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, the accent, not all vampires are from Transylvania. I want to suck your junk, eh? <laughs> What's that? It's a Canadian vampire. I can be whatever vampire you want me to be. Is this seriously supposed to turn me on? Come on. We had a quickie a few weeks ago. Yeah, and you yelled at me for not being quick enough. Because quickies are supposed to be quick. I don't understand how you can be, like, into all that fantasy stuff and not interested in the real thing. Because the fantasy doesn't make me feel like shit every time I don't do one of its porno positions. What are you talking about? I have four basic positions. Um... Fine. Yeah. You made a pretty convincing vampire, <laughs> you. I have to say. Thank you may you. have a future in those types of roles. Yeah. yeah, and those were fake teeth. I mean, I know I have screwed up <laughs> teeth, but those were not my real teeth. All right, <laughs> getting all the true facts right yeah, here. Yeah, I just yeah. want people to know. Yeah. Now, how much of that scene is script, and, and, and the show in general, how much of it is script and how much of it is improv? Because you're, you're an improv guy. You yes. come from that world. Yes, I do. I know a lot of it. Uh, it was sort of a mixture of both. We did do a lot of improvising on the show, and uh, Andrew Gerlin, who created the show, is very supportive and open to that, and I think was more you know, focused on trying to just get the essence of the scene and, and really then caring about you know, every being word perfect you know, throughout. Um, but that being said, the scripts were really well done and really well written and very well crafted, and so it didn't, you know, I think we were always cognizant of that when we were performing and making sure that we got at least a take or you know a bunch that that was that we stuck to the script and then if we wanted to play around from there it was always welcomed but it was sort of a nice combination of both you know I would say yeah one of the elements of that uh, clip brings up another uh, thought that I had that uh, um you're sort of mildly clothed in that in that yeah scene. yeah but there is a lot of there is a lot of nudity or near nudity in this show. I know, I uh, know. Are you, are you comfortable with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, more nudity? More nudity, the better. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I've never really been, I mean, despite, I mean, this is maybe shocking to hear, but a lot of people haven't wanted me to take my clothes off before. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it's very weird to think that this eye candy doesn't, <laughs> Uh, what, no. Anyway, this bit's gonna fizzle out as people are like, what is he talking about? Um, no, I, uh, yes, so on th this was sort of my first foray into actually like, you know, being more naked in a 
sort of comical way, but not just sort of being comical, like, oh, that fu- weird guy's in tidy whities running around, and they're like, <laughs> you know, this was more realistic portrayal of it, and uh, I guess absent of that clip, but <laughs> it was, yeah, it was somewhat um, a, a bit of a transition, you know, just, f- just feeling comfortable enough to kind of go there, but I think when you sign up for a cable show that's on FX, you're kind of aware that that's probably going to happen, and there are scripts that are probably going to be about taking your clothes off or in in this show like I masturbate a lot on the show um, I you know both per, like at home and then also there's some like vasectomy sort of episodes where I have to <laughs> masturbate into little cups in small rooms um, Judy and I have a lot of intimate scenes where we're sort of in the bed together and you're wearing these terrible like n- like small nude colored uh, underwear that is very uh, unattractive and for a man it's so tight and kind of like weirdly padded that it kind of makes you look like a Ken doll in a way <laughs> where it's just, everything's very smooth. <laughs> is, it, is it more difficult to be funny while wearing that? Yes, it yeah, is. Okay. It's very difficult. Um, but I think we were so, you know, you're so, you're trying to be so respectful of each other, you know, but at the same time you have to be a couple that's been married for 10 years plus. So you, you have to act, obviously, like you're intimate, but there's also this weird, you know, just reality that you know this person really well, and no matter how comfortable you are with them, it's still awkward, like, acting and trying to figure out where your hands go under the covers <laughs> and, you know, not graze too close without it being awkward. And so you just sort of adjust, I guess. And a lot of apologizing. And a lot of apologizing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm sorry, that was my elbow. That was, <laughs> I did not mean to put that there. Uh, yeah. So it, it was fun, though. Yeah. Now, on the show, uh, you and Judy, uh, your characters have three, uh, three kids, three daughters. Three kids, yes, three daughters. Um, now, are you yourself a father? I am, and okay. I have three children. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So, so do you feel like you've, uh, you've brought some semblance of your own fatherhood to this character? Yeah, or I'm exactly, are you a totally different father? No, I'm exactly like this man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was not a stretch. This is me in a nutshell. No, um, but it, there are, yes, plenty of similarities, obviously, between my life and the show. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I've been married eight, almost eight years, and Judy's been married two years, and we have a much different uh, perspective on that and where we are. You know, for Judy, she was so affectionate and so loving and so, like, always putting her arms around me in scenes, you know, and me and Andrew Gerland, who created the show, who also has three daughters and um, has been married for over 10 years, uh, you know, we're like, oh, no, 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 you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put your arm around <laughs> him like that. Him. No, no, no. She's like, no, I love him. I was like, yeah, but still, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hold his hand. You know, and I was like, yeah, get away from me. That, I would never have this happen. So it was, it was really funny because she's like still in that sort of honeymoon right. where they're just all over each other and collapsing into each other. You know, and I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> so that was useful. Yeah. That was useful. Case studies. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, let's take a look at another clip uh, okay. from the pilot. Uh, this is a, a more, uh, not necessarily an argument, but a more serious conversation between you and Judy. Yes. We're in the backyard, I believe, in this clip and uh, talking about basically, you know, the, the, the issue that is existing right now, which is me wanting to have more sex and, and her not wanting to. All right. Let's take a look. I mean, I get it. You were doing a really cute thing, and I, I messed just... it all up. Baby, I'm sorry. It's just the girls, they take everything out of me. 
And it doesn't help that every time you look at me, I get pregnant. That's not always my fault. I, the last one, I wore a condom. Yeah, and you screwed it off. I didn't screw you it off. You did screw no, it I off. No, I didn't. Your yes, vagina, you did. like, ate it. Don't and then blame this on my vagina. Well. Look, I'm trying to make everyone happy. And then at the end of the day, I have to make you happy, too. I, it's just too much. Well, hit her back. It's top shelf parenting. That is. That is <laughs> straight out of my playbook. <laughs> um, now, the, uh, uh, we haven't seen them yet in these clips, but the, uh, the show also has an, an amazing uh, extended cast. It does. Uh, as you said, John Hodgman is on John the show. John Hodgman, yeah. Brett Gelman. Um, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Yeah, and then Paul Reiser comes on the third episode and plays her uh, older husband. Yeah. Um, so it was really fun because it's that all those people individually could des well deserve their own show, and so then to sort of have us all in one show feels like a embarrassment of riches. But um, I, I it, we had a lot of fun on set and just goofing around, and you know everybody was very cool as well, which I think makes for a better atmosphere. No divas other than Judy. She is a terrible, Big time terrible diva? Diva. Yeah. yeah. She's 3,000 miles she away is. and cannot defend herself. Exactly. Sucker! <laughs> um, no, it was, it was really fun and very, it felt like sort of being on like a cool team where everybody is kind of pulling their weight and, you know, Hitting and fielding. <laughs> I don't know why I'm using a baseball analogy, but uh, it is the season. I it suppose. Is, it's yeah, it's right. Um, but it did. It felt like a, a all-star team of, of talent. Yeah. You have some great stuff with uh, with Jenny Slate. Yeah. Uh, uh, who is a, a wonderful comedian and star of uh, yeah. Obvious Child, a great movie that just came yes. out. Yes. What um uh, uh what was it like to work with her? What was the sort of interplay like between you two? She's awesome. She's wonderfully like dirty in a but in a very like adorable kind of uh refreshing way you know is okay. able to kind of say i feel like the obvious child that movie encapsulates her to a t like as far as it's she's just so likable she can say sort of very like jaw-dropping things almost but not in a like i'm gonna gross you out kind of way just in a very like uh, a very frank adorable way like she'll talk about diarrhea a lot or pooping a lot and it's like that's not probably something we should talk about but the way she says it you're like oh that's totally true and it, like you can have like a cool conversation <laughs> I made this terrible she's gonna kill me <laughs> no it's just Jenny you talk about poop in such a cute way no um, <laughs> this sounds terrible but I, I just I love I love her honesty I love her I also she think she's just got a wonderful sort of intoxicating energy that is very infectious and it's very like light and she kind of bounces around and I don't know I, it's fun to be around people like that. Yeah, I like that it's it's very neat on this show because as as you alluded to before it, it seems like everybody on the show is you know obviously a great comic actor but everybody seems to really be able to handle the darkness. Yeah. That's on this show in like very equal measure. Were there a lot of uh, sort of conversations about that, or or and just in, in sort of way to bring that into the show? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I think it's definitely fr from the pilot that was sort of um, you could tell that that was kind of what they wanted as far as like the creators what what they were going for, sort of how they shot it, um, the sort of the use of light in the pilot, the you know 
I, I sort of first really got it when I watched the pilot, like after we had done it and they picked up the show and I watched the pilot to sort of see what we had done and, and then also to sort of know where the series was going to go. And I got a really good sense of that. Um, the sort of greediness, the sort of darkness of it, the, the sadness and the tragedy that exists. And when we were shooting it, it felt oftentimes like it was equally dramatic than it was comedic. And to me, I love that. I love the stuff that toes the line between comedy and drama because oftentimes those comedic moments do come from sort of the darkest moments that we're experiencing. Um, and I know Jim and I try to instill that in our writing as far as, you know, making it come from true moments that, that are sort of sad in a sense. But when you look at them sort of through a blurred prism, they can become very funny. And I think Andrew writes from the exact same way. And so it was a difficult uh, transition, certainly. You know, the last show I did was network TV, and there's a certain pace and rhythm um, that is sort of required when you're doing a, t a show on network TV. Uh, and whereas you're sort of pushing a little bit at times, and it's a little more heightened, a little broader, and then something like this is so underplayed, and, and anything that feels a little bit bigger just automatically you gain a sense of sort of like, oh, it feels false. And so playing something so, at a, like underplaying everything f made me nervous because you're like, I don't know if this is funny or we're doing like a heavy duty drama right now. This feels so dark and intense. But then I think if you just trust the material and trust the writing and the situations that you're in, that comedy can come across. It's just, you have to trust in the creator of the show and, and I think it found that tone sort of wonderfully. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you uh, brought up uh, your writing with your, uh, your writing partner, Jim Rash. Um, yeah. You guys last year uh, uh, co-directed, co-wrote a movie, uh, a wonderful film uh, called The Way, Way Back. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, that, thank you. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Thank uh, you, guys. Tremendous, tremendous film. Um, you two are my favorite. We've <laughs> <laughs> got two winners right up yeah. front. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, and that that's that film also seems to have that that same really it's a, it's fantastically funny but there's also a lot of sadness yeah. lurking underneath there with yes. know, with the the main character but also with the, the sort of the adults around yeah um, yeah uh, it, it, was there any sort of uh, autobiography that came from that or is that sort of cut from whole cloth there was no no a lot of that was based on Jim's uh, my writing partner's uh, the the original the the first. Uh, scene in the movie was pulled basically directly from his life of being of being called a three uh, by his then um, stepfather, his mother's second husband, and he basically it was verbatim like we put it right in the script and he told me that story a long time ago and we were sort of like oh we have to figure out a place for this because it's such an amazing story and such a great launch and so when we were sort of starting the way way back we had that story and then we also had um a desire to do sort of a big broad movie set in a water park and so we kind of combined them and as we started writing it the 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 family sort of drama took a little bit more center stage and the 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 big silliness of the water park that we had once imagined kind of fell back a little bit and became a little bit more about it became a little bit more about balancing those two worlds so that they could fit in the same movie. And so that meant making the water park still this sort of Oz-like 
escape for Duncan, you know, the protagonist, um, but not so much so that it felt like a different movie. Uh, so it really, it really began with those two ideas, and and I think we always strive to pull from personal experience, and as the old adage goes, you know, write what you know, and I, and in this case, that first scene was straight from Jim's pain. <laughs> straight from his pain. So dark. Yeah, so dark. Um, but to us, that's like the gold, you know? <laughs> I don't know. The darker, the better. It's like, ah, oh, let's mine some of that. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously, you uh, co-wrote and co-directed the movie, and so you obviously could cast yourself however you wanted. Why did you give yourself the role of Roddy? Uh, I wanted to give myself a bigger role, but Jim <laughs> turned me down. Um, <laughs> So I auditioned for every single role, and finally he said, okay, you can play that one, because it's goofy, just like you are. Uh, no, I think we had always, you know, we had started writing in the first place uh, because we wanted more opportunities for ourselves as actors, and that's sort of why we went into writing in the first place. Um, we met at the Groundlings Theater, which is a sketch comedy improv uh, spot in LA and we wrote a ton of sketches together and then we started subsequently writing sort of uh, TV pilots and things and then we were like oh alright we've done this and then we've done that and let's do a screenplay so we wrote The Way Way Back was the first thing we ever wrote together and um, you know we had always imagined sort of putting ourselves in there somewhere uh, but we knew realistically that probably the leads of the movie probably wouldn't get it made so we allowed ourselves smaller <laughs> you know quirkier parts um, so that we could still feel a part of it but not you know w w but we could still actually make the movie yeah. uh, I guess we'll hire Sam Rockwell <laughs> yeah I know whatever yeah thanks Steve Carell uh, <laughs> um uh, so getting back to uh, Married, yeah. uh, the second episode airs uh, tonight on yeah. FX, 10 p.m. Tonight at 10 p.m. Uh, yeah. The episode is called Shower. Uh, it is about shower, yeah. My character <laughs> has a sort of fantasy about having shower sex. Um, I, there's a lot of sex stuff <laughs> that sort of spurs, uh, as, well, it doesn't continue on that path, but certainly... <laughs> The last episode and this it's front episode, loaded. Yeah, yeah, it's front loaded. Uh, it, this episode becomes a lot more than that, but it's it it is sort of spurred by this idea I think that I had, which sort of speaks to the show in general, which is I think my life before I was a father and married. You know, you sort of have more spontaneous moments, and I think I'm missing that a little bit in our marriage on the show, mm -hmm. and so I sort of am hearkening back to this dream of having like when Judy and I's character had like this wonderful shower sex a long time ago on vacation and wanting to like relive that moment and you know as a way to kind of get a connection between the two of us and so that's sort of the impetus for this episode. Yeah, let's take a look at the clip. Really? Come on. This is good for us. Intimacy. It's it's too small, and I get cold. There's plenty of space. Out. Go! You have to take him out. I put him outside. Did you shut the gate? Never gate? 
That was a very small shower. <laughs> I was saying, it seemed like it would be difficult to actually shoot that. Yeah, it was really difficult. I don't know. I think they had scouted the house and not realized how small that shower was. <laughs> uh, but we made it work, but it was cramped. Yeah. Really cramped. And no Hollywood magic, no pull-away walls or anything? No, was... no. We were, it was a practical a location, and it was tiny. And so Judy and I got to know each other a little bit better that day, too. <laughs> More apologizing. Yeah, more apologizing. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Whoops. Excuse me. That just touched that. <laughs> a lot of those conversations. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and now that the, this episode starts off uh, uh, very whimsical, but, but quickly uh, veers into a um, uh, that whole sequence with you and uh, Brett Gelman. Yeah. Uh, at his old house yeah. is I, I was watching this that this episode earlier today and someone walked in and I was and they were like what sort of darkness are you I watching know, I know that it gets very very heavy it gets and, really dark and I think that, and, and I mean I, I guess that when you have a show called Married you also sort of have to introduce the idea of divorce into it and that, that's yes. sort of what Brett's character is right yeah I mean there in a lot of ways this is a uh, you know as much about Judy and I's relationship as it is an ensemble and I feel like um you know, a lot of time is spent with Brett and his character's arc, as well as Jenny and Paul and what they're going through, which I think only elevates the show in general. So in in the episode, it's it's an extremely, like, wonderfully painful moment, I've, or scenes, I guess, that are strung together with um, Brett, who does such a good job at playing the line, towing that line of it, it being funny, but also seeing the sadness and darkness behind the curtain a little bit. Um, his character is is recently getting a divorce. Um, her his ex is already sort of with another man, um, and they're about to get married. She's about to get remarried. He finds that out. Spoiler alert. And uh, <laughs> and and so he goes to where their old house was. Their ex, you know, um, and I go there with him, and we both have been drinking. And then he invites two escorts over, and to have to lighten the mood a little bit and then ends up giving them a tour of their house and like where their daughter's room was and like where their you know where they slept and what they did it's like and it's really funny the situation <laughs> right um, but against this really kind of tragic moment for this poor guy who's like just can't let go and is trying to let go by inviting these escorts over <laughs> and showing them the house but it just doesn't you know it doesn't soothe his pain whatsoever. Yeah, and over over the course of the season, is that? Um, I, I mean, it's not. It's you know, it's not lost. I mean, it's not a sort of a, a big no. sort of arc. But but it is are, are are all of those sort of stories that are set up those sort of develop as as they make way through the season? They do, yeah. And especially this one, I think he he gets into he deals with the pain of that divorce and his ex-wife remarrying sort of throughout the season yeah. and eventually getting to like a, a, a place where he needs kind of help, you know, in, in handling it. Um, so that's sort of a, a, a through line that you'll see throughout the whole season, much in the way that, you know, there's a lot of conversations about Judy and I's like financial situation and sort of being right. in and, and dealing with that and how, you know, sort of need her to go back to work and my job is sort of very creative and and it's a lot of freelance and so it's very sporadic and so a lot of those you know um themes continue yeah that's great uh do we have any uh questions from the audience for uh mr nat faxon 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, as a director, actor, and screenwriter, how's it like juggling all three of those roles? And also, are you planning to do that throughout the series at all? Uh, yeah, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but not a, a large obstacle to overcome, I, I would say, as far as juggling all things. Um, we've been very fortunate. I think, like I said, Jim and I started our careers as actors, so that's still something that's very important to us to, to continue to pursue. Um, so it, it, we usually just carve out those times when we're working on something. And, and um, you know, Jim has been on community for six years, or it'll be six years this year. Um, and so we've always been able to sort of make time for that. I was on a show on Fox Ben and Kate that was, you know, during that time. And so we just sort of figure out when we're both going to be available. And, and obviously, you know, we can still write during those times. We, we edited and did all the post-production on the way, way back while we were shooting Community and Ben and Kate respectively. So we just sort of figured out to go in later and we had a great editor and go on weekends if we needed to, you know, you just kind of make the time work. So, um, it's hard because films often, you know, it's like the house of cards thing where they're about to happen and then they fall apart and you try to plan as best you can, but inevitably, you know, you don't really know if something's happening until you're actually shooting it. So uh, we, we do our best, but it's, it's something that we're able to kind of figure out remarkably um, without too much hassle. Um, and then the second part of your question was, oh, Oh, four married, yes. Uh, you know, I, I do hope so. We d I didn't this first season. Um, one, because the material that was coming out was really, really strong, and I felt like I don't need to meddle in that and screw it all up and make it terrible, so I left it alone. Uh, and it was also very nice um, as just to be an actor on something and kind of just focus on the acting component of the show and to just sort of relax into that and focus on one thing. It's, it's stressful, like the Way Way Back was stressful to as far as being on camera while also directing and, and also have written. It's just a lot to sort of try to compartmentalize in your brain and it was stressful when we were both on camera and trying to figure out whether things were working or not. So not that like we wouldn't do that again, but I think it was just a good learning lesson. So for this, it was nice to just act and it was also slightly, you know, it was lazy of me in a way because it was just, it was just it was nice like when there were problems or something a script needed fixing it was like well good luck with that guys I am heading home but I will be back tomorrow to say my lines you know so but uh, Andrew Gerlin the creator was very encouraging and welcoming of it and obviously offering it you know and so I think in the future now that I think we've gotten things a little under you know are on track I should say as at least me personally as far as what the character is I would be certainly open to you know either writing or directing something in the future but yeah obviously there are content limitations on network but having come from a network show now on cable yeah what, what is the biggest difference as, as far as the, the the work goes well I mean first and foremost schedule wise it's you know a network TV show essentially can run from um, like late July, early August, all the way through April, May, you know? So it, it's a nine month commitment. Yeah. And when I finished Ben and Kate, I, that was one of the biggest things that, you know, 
one of the biggest reasons why I didn't sort of jump right back into doing a network show um, was because I did want to have time to do the stuff that Jim and I do together and to direct and, you know, write. And so, therefore, I think um, you have to be sort of committed to a, a long run, you know. Um, and then as far as, you know, um, just acting as far as, like, what I was talking about earlier, there's just a certain pace that's different, you know, and it's a little bit... Uh, quicker and you're not allowed as much, you know, leeway um, as far as how dark you can go and material, you know, it's, and it's, it's fun to go dark and it's fun to do that. And I think there's less micromanagement in cable than there is in network television. Uh, for whatever reason, they, they just sort of let you go. And FX was a great example of that, where I think they were very, you know, um, collaborative as far as like what they wanted the direction of the show to be. And then once they sort of felt like everything was in a good place, they just completely stepped away and entrusted us and, and mostly Andrew Gerland, who created the show, to sort of do what he does best and then put it out there. And I feel like the less meddling and the less, you know, note giving, the better the product is, and, and um, I think that's one of the biggest difference between cable and network is that they sort of just let the creators and the creatives be without sort of getting too involved in the final process. Yeah. Hi, uh, I just wanted to ask, you mentioned the semi-autobiographical nature of the story with The Way Way Back. Was there any elements to The Descendants when you wrote that that were semi-autobiographical as well? And uh, did you want to get an opportunity to act in that movie as well, or, or was it never presented? Funny enough, I auditioned for the George Clooney part and did not get it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what Alexander was thinking. Uh, Clooney's a real diva. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, there were... There, you know, that, was, that was based on a novel that was written by Cowie Hart Hemmings. And so when we were adapting that screenplay, it, it, we were very faithful to that novel. So there wasn't a lot of our own sort of personal um, you know, history or stories that we infused into that script. It was really meticulously being um, careful to honor what she had so beautifully written in her book. Um, obviously you know, we, we wrote, our, our first draft was very long. It was like 140 something pages. And then we sat down with um, Alexander and those guys and, and they basically said, you know, I don't want you to look at the book again, like throw the book away. We now want you to infuse your own um, point of view and style into this. You know, you've done a great job sort of condensing it and, and adapting what was the novel into a movie, but there also needs to be more of you and your humor and your writing in this, which was very liberating in a sense because it just sort of lessened the burden of like, oh, we got to get this book perfect, you know? Um, but that said, we didn't, it's not like we were like, oh, now we can in include that funny Hawaii vacation story that you know, we want to do um, where Jim was so pale that they made fun of him, you know? But um, we, we, so it was just a matter of like sort of loosening up and, and feeling a little bit more like, I think blending some of the humor with the drama that was in that story. Um, and as far as acting in that, I mean, I think Jim and I would have been wonderfully, I mean, we would have been so honored and excited to be in it. But it didn't make a whole lot of sense. There weren't a lot of roles um, in the book that felt like, oh, and it felt very dirty to 
right? <laughs> to have their, hey, there are these two quirky guys that uh, just hang out on the beach all day or that are doctors in the hospital where this woman is in a coma. <laughs> you, guys, you guys could have been the Jay and Silent Bob of the we, Descendants. I know, I know. We should have been. <laughs> um, no, so it was, it was really never, I, think, I don't think that was ever crossed our mind as far as acting in that movie. It was really just about servicing this wonderful novel. Did I read somewhere that you're working with Alexander again? We are. We have a, um, a deal that we actually set up with Fox Searchlight when, we were, when they were shooting The Descendants um, to, to write something else for Fox Searchlight with Ad Hominem, which is Alexander's production company. Um, sort of collaborate once again, all three of us, three meaning Jim and I and Ad Hominem and Fox Searchlight. And so we are... Uh, we've written a script that is finished, and we're just trying to put it together uh, r- right now, actually. So it's, it's another, sort of in the vein of The Way Way Back, um, again, sort of pulling from our own personal pain and, and um, dysfunction. Uh, it's sort of, you know, very simply a sort of family dysfunction kind of comedy. Mm. Uh, but in space. But in space, yeah. yeah. With aliens. <laughs> of course. Hi. Uh, this is Hi. a bit of an extension of the first question. Um, with acting and directing, you know, you've acted for a long time, you said, or yeah. we know, uh, and then you went to directing. Is there yeah. something uh, specific that you could say that kind of um, informs one or the other, that, you know, having come from all that acting, what would you tell a director that, or what would you tell an actor, you know, yeah. on each side of that? Um, yeah, I think you do, you do... I think certainly from my experience being an actor for a long time and then becoming a director you have a you you I think there are things that you notes or ways to approach actors that you felt like in the past were very helpful um to like you know other directors giving me notes that I felt like oh what a great idea and then sort of trying to remember that when you're directing being like how did they do that because I want to try to do that for that actor <laughs> um so yes, certainly. I think uh, I think I'm trying to think specifics of things that were said. I mean, in in general, I think when directors are trusting of the actor and our um, you know are giving and and create a very nice mood on set and are very like warm and friendly. I always felt like I could give my best performance as opposed to directors that were very sort of militant or didn't have enough time for you or very impatient or they're trying to get the shot and you just feel sort of like you kind of close up. So just in a very broad sense, just a vibe on set that was very loving and trusting and, you know, made you feel like as an actor you could try out different things, you know? Um, You also become very aware, like, as an actor, what the sort of, you know, like, I always know when a director comes up to me and is like, oh, my God, I love that. Let's try um, (laughs) something else. Um, What about, and you're like, okay, that was terrible. Uh, You know, you you sort of start seeing the little, and then as a director, I've done done that exact line on somebody. (laughs) And so you start picking up all the things that you're like, oh, okay. Um, But I think, you know, for while we, when we were doing the way way back, it was really like we didn't necessarily have the technical knowledge as far as you know 
um, cameras and lighting. We didn't have enough experience with that. I think what we, you know, we entrusted, we hired these amazing experienced department heads to sort of help us guide us through that. But as far as I, I felt we were very familiar with the script and very familiar with the tone and the mood of what we were trying to go for. And I think um, being an actor sort of helped inform us being able to give those notes as far as giving them direction in terms of what we wanted this to be or, you know, guiding them a little bit more towards uh, the right emotion for the scene, you know, or having fun trying it a different way or um, uh, I'm sort of butchering this answer uh, so I apologize but I'll think of a better answer when I, right when I'm driving home tonight I'll be like oh that's how I should answer that question um, but yes they do inform each other I just wish I had better examples but I would say I would say first and foremost is just being nice and open and trusting to your actors and I felt that on both sides, like that was helpful to get a performance out of someone. And also as an actor, very important as far as like being comfortable on set and improvising or just getting out of, you know, my head a little bit was when directors were liking everything that you did. You know, I think I think acknowledgement is also a good thing, you know, because actors can be very um neurotic you know and if somebody doesn't come up to them and say that was a great take you know you automatically are like was that terrible was that horrible did they didn't love that they hated it oh shit i'm not doing well you know whereas like if you can just offer encouragement constantly everybody feels great like they just want to be told you did a great job even if it was the worst thing you've ever done like they, you just want to be told that was great let's do another one and you know on this one let's go this way you know we have we now know you completely. We do. Biblically. We do. Um, well, the show is married. It's on the FX yes. network. Thursday nights at ten. Yes. Uh, Mr. Nat Faxon, thank you very much for sitting down. Absolutely. And chatting. Yeah. Thank you all yeah. so much for More coming uh, and checking it out. Really appreciate it. Yeah.